Getting engaged is a moment worth cherishing. A one-of-a-kind ring that you design at Blue Nile can help your love sparkle. Just choose your diamond and setting. When you've found the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Finding the right engagement ring can be nerve-wracking. At Blue Nile, you'll have the expert guidance needed and a diamond guarantee that ensures you're getting the highest quality at the best price. Cherish all of life's moments and save up to 30% at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Ah, mmm. The first taste of rare bourbon you finally got your hands on. That's nice. At Caskers.com, we make this experience easy. Caskers is a one-stop spirit curator with an impressive selection of exclusive sought-after rare and household names in the realm of premium spirits and champagne. Discover the top flavors of the year now by going to caskers.com and using code WELCOME10 for $10 off your first purchase. Get $10 off your first purchase with code WELCOME10 at caskers.com. Welcome into the DNVR Rockies podcast, presented as always by StravaCraft Coffee. Remember to use the promo code DNVR25. You'll get 25% off your entire purchase of that CBD-infused, deliciously rich, and potentially life-altering StravaCraft Coffee. I'm your host, Drew Creaseman. With me in studio following the Major League Baseball Home Run Derby is our beat writer, Patrick Lyons, of course. And we are back, 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 back in the studio sorry i had to throw one out for our guy chris berman and the old back 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 days of the home run derby and lots to talk about we're going to take you behind the scenes and a lot of the fun stuff we were doing yesterday just kind of around show you what was going on of course we got to talk about what trevor story did we're going to preview the all-star game a little bit but patrick we we must begin with pete alonzo and a fireworks display really the entire derby was fantastic we'll start with him because he won it but so so much electric energy at Coors Field last night, and the polar bear put on a performance we're going to be remembering for a long time. It was, yeah, absolutely electric in that ballpark just from the first swing of the bat. It was, you know how typically there'll be a fly ball and people will stand up and get really excited, and depending on your vantage point, you go, oh, no, you, you misread it off the bat. Hmm. Everybody knew which ball was going out, and right. even when they missed, who cares? Get excited because the ball was absolutely launched. We saw more baseballs go 500 feet or more, 15 of them, than we had the previous four derbies combined. Yeah. Actually, four times as many. Only four times had that it even happened right. in the last four derbies. So it was just so electric. Everybody got up. 
it 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 there was a little lull in the in the middle rounds, which yeah. always yeah. is the case. And then once you got to the finals, it pumped back up again. The crowd was able to get re-energized. And from everything I've been hearing, may have even topped the 2019 Derby. It always seems like every year MLB bests itself and they they make those tweaks according to the rules. And I, I was really happy. I enjoyed it. And I know I know everyone at Coors Field and everyone at home enjoyed it, and it was it was fantastic. So many, so many great great stories from last night. Yeah, I think that was you know kind of the thing that really stood out to me. We've talked before about those singular performances, the Josh Hamilton moments that that really stand out to you. And I felt like last night we actually got to witness quite a few of them, and and even for like small teams. So obviously the big secondary one right was Trey Mancini. Trey Mancini getting the night started. The energy in that place was was so great. And, and we, we do have to mention this because Ryan Spielborgs, other than trying to start the wave, <laughs> did an extraordinary job as the in-house MC. And whoever's decision it was to, to have him be that, that's an A-plus 80-grade decision uh, and did extraordinarily well. And I thought he did a good job. It, it could have come off awkward or, or forced or, or something when he reminded the entire in-house crowd, who maybe doesn't, isn't glued to their TV every day or listening to the DNVR Rockies podcast every day who didn't necessarily know Trey Mancini's story. And he told that crowd, he went through chemo this year and all of a sudden the energy in that place and the crowd rose to their feet and he, cause he had just a couple and he took his first time out. And then all of a sudden he went off and that place embraced him as one of their own and, and I really thought it was a magical moment. I, and I do think by the end, the crowd wanted Mancini to win that thing. He looked really good in the brief mini derby that they had before they went live on air. Yeah. Uh, Otani, of course, doesn't take batting practice, so he was true to form. But they wanted to get every everybody out. I think he had maybe like five baseballs just to get a feel of what it would look like on the scoreboard to test it out. They had the measurements and all that. And Mancini was peppering him out yeah Olsen not as much and I thought uh you know what I'll I'm still gonna stick with Olsen over Mancini but Mancini was able to deliver he did get booed a little bit after beating Trevor's story which is understandable (laughs) right but then after that like you said they started realizing the story and go all right well you know what the guy that beat us maybe we want to win he's on the Orioles come on who doesn't like the Orioles oh they're orange all right, you know what? They're kind of the brethren of, of the Rockies right. as far as uh, thematical colors and, and whatnot. Right. And so it was... Historical uh, you're struggles, right. I, all of it, really. Yeah, <laughs> I, I think they, they got behind him maybe uh, a little bit because you know, yeah. the Mets guy, eh. again, New York, uh, East Coast. Yeah. Now let's root for the underdog. Let's root for this guy, like you said, that has this great story, yeah. uh, beating stage three colon cancer. And, you know, they'll be... They, they take a moment during the All-Star game today here on Tuesday, just like they do during the World Series, to stand up to cancer. And um, so he's just a, a great representative for that. And uh, it's it's wonderful. It was great that more people got to learn about his story because he's not a superstar. He he nearly made the All-Star team on, on his own merits right. alone this year. Um, that being said, you know, again, if, if you're not a, a hardcore baseball fan, you might not know the story. So... You're right. Spilly did a, a fantastic job as as the MC of the event, right? And as as someone trying to give those little mini biographies. Hey, this guy's only 22 years old, yeah. and, uh, and all those little details for Juan Soto and and the other guys. And I think it it definitely added to that experience where 
you know, you you there's no play by play for a home run derby. Just, right. He right. hit it really far. He hit it a little bit farther. Little, oh, he there, didn't hit it out. There goes. Yeah. And so you just have he to found watch. a way to. Yeah. He found a way to get it done. So Spilly, his his stock continues yeah. to rise, and yeah. it's great to see him get. Uh, a lot of that national exposure that he's been getting slowly but surely over the last couple of years. Yeah, absolutely. I, and I agree, like uh, going through again, just the first round, the stories we, we began with Trey Mancini and just an extraordinary positive energy out there. Right. Uh, then it wasn't too much later that Pete Alonso in his first round hits 35 freaking home runs and a display unlike anything really any of us have ever seen before. Um, and then not to be outdone, Juan Soto and Shohei Otani have this absolute showdown in the middle of which... Called that. Soto hits the longest home run, screwing my over the... Uh, 519 and a half, he hits one 520. Has that been remeasured, by the way? Can we get the Trevor Story measurement on that one? And they maybe may take readjust. You never know. Give you me never a foot know. or two off, because I told everyone to take the under on the 519 and a half. They said Soto hit one 520. I'll be double-checking that. Um... And as much as everybody wanted to see Shohei Otani win, and as close as that was in the, in the showdown between the two of them, one of the most impressive things I've ever seen in real life at a baseball field was Juan Soto given three swings, and he goes three for three in hitting home runs. Like that... He would have been... That's astronomically difficult. Let's say... 15, 16 years old, the last time they did the derby that way, where it was swings a swing and outs, off. right? Yeah. No, no. When, oh, just, when, just when before it was, standard it was time, that way. it was standard. Right, right. So talk about that being so old school, where now it's just about time. It's rapid fire. You know, uh, Salvador Perez, all the pressure was taken off him because Pete Alonso goes out, breaks the record for 35 home runs in the first round or an A round, really, uh, in, in regulation time. And he says, all right, I'm just going to go have fun. And he's just swung at every ball. Yeah, right? and, he, and he hit twenty eight. He had twenty eight. Which was the second runs. most in a round at that point. Yeah, which which is absurd. So the, the it's pressure also the was most ever him. by a catcher. There so like go. he goes up after a lot, and it's like that's the other like Salvador Perez. You might you could be like, well, that was maybe the least exciting part of the first round. Not first of all, not for Royals fans. Second of all, not for people that like Oppo shots. That's what blew my mind about Sal Perez is like you said, he was swinging at everything. He wasn't taking anything. So if the ball was a little bit away from him. He just hit it hard the other way. And those were going out. And I was like, this is not easy power to go. And it was so easy. Yeah. Like you could see it was effortless. Cause yeah. again, you, you, didn't you think can't he's hit gonna win. He's two not... home runs right. in one swing, which right. Matt Olson and Joey Gallo were trying, they were do. kind of trying to do that. But yeah. for, for Soto to have that presence to take a couple pitches and nope, let that one go, let that one go. You only get three bites at the apple. And he took a big chunk out of each. Otani goes, grounds out the first one. But Otani, you know, it's it's funny because, as we said, they went back and forth. 22, they tie at uh, end of regulation. Right. They get the, uh, the overtime. They each hit six. And then the swing off. And Otani was there. He, he still was in it, but right. it's because he came out so cold. Yeah. And he was hitting... You know, he was hitting doubles down the line right. and these line drives and everyone's like, oh, no, this is a major bust. Yeah, it looked for a second like he was going to hit three home runs and, and have to walk off, you know, as, as the biggest disappointment of, of the week. And then all of a sudden he was going upper tank. He was hitting up in the third deck, left center. Uh, he even at one point, too, in, in that extra time or in the the overtime, if you will, he had 28 with 13 seconds left. Got five yeah. more swings, 
didn't get didn't it done. Hit some hard line drives that just came up short. Some of those towering shots, I do think, cost him. He hit some monster moon shots, and he had to wait for those things to come down. Uh, but yeah, and and the crowd chanting, "Oh, Tani!" Yeah, "Oh, Tani!" So Spilly did right before, and you never know how much people are. But he asked, you know, how many people are here from out of town? Big cheer, you know. How many people are here from Colorado? Slightly bigger cheer. Does yeah. that mean fifty-fifty? Not necessarily. Are the Colorado people just maybe a little more stoked to be representing it's, their it's, spot? Yeah, there, there's like a crossover. There's yeah, there fifty per sixty percent of the people or from another state originally, yeah. <laughs> and then moved to to Colorado. So there was like some thirty percent natives, seventy yeah. percent people from out, and there was right. a, there was a crossover. There was definitely a Venn diagram situation right. going on. But the people that were like, "Yeah, I'm from Colorado," definitely was a lot louder. It was and louder, so right? for that. You know, for again, Colorado having nothing to do with Shohei Otani, the I'll Los Angeles Angels cheering for Otani, a, a Japanese-born player here in America. It was really a, a moment that transcends, you know, nationalism or anything like that. It's beyond or sports. sports or, it's, it's, yeah. it's really something fantastic. I haven't heard too much uh, being talked about that, but when you kind of step back and you think about that, what what they were able to do in that moment and how they felt like it it doesn't matter right. who you are what you look like what language you speak you are the best at what you do and we want to see you be successful because you're struggling right now so we want to help you totally. because you've helped us get through this pandemic and enjoy baseball and do things we really never thought was ever going to be possible again right. and is isn't even possible because he's doing things that even Babe Ruth was not you know not able to do right. so what an amazing moment. It got going twice too, the yeah. Otani. Oh, Tani. And that was amazing. It it really was. I wasn't I wasn't expecting that. We got some story chants. You expect that kind of thing. Yeah. I wasn't expecting a big loud let's go Rockies chant. I will say. I will say, of course that gave me goosebumps. And because well, it's been since at least 2019, it's been since 2018 since I've heard a packed Coors Field chant, Let's Go Rockies. I'll say this. I have heard Let's Go Rockies this season. However, well, it was after the opposing fan base had started with Let's Go Brewers. A lot of, yeah. Brewers? No, yeah, no, no, hold on. We got to do Rockies now. It's yeah. like, no, no, no. Yep. You get yep. credit for it when you start it. And right. So in that case, no doubt, it was just an organic moment, not in response to totally. the Let's Go Padres, Let's Go Dodgers. Oh, right. crap. We can't, we can't let them get away with that. It was loud and yeah. organic and almost immediate as Trev came up. And I really, really appreciate it. A 10 out of 10 crowd at the All-Star. 10 out of 10 crowd, including the guy right in front of us who flipped over the rail to catch that baseball and appeared to be okay. Uh, but that, that wasn't the only person that got injured. There, oh, there right. was a, a kid in the outfield. Who there? There was a point in uh, Alonzo. I think that was uh, was it, that was the finals, I believe. Right? Uh, yeah, yeah, it was. It was the finals, and uh, Dave Joust was was still throwing like he was pitching into the the pitching screen, the pitching L. Yeah, and I was like, oh no, he's he's lost like he's lost the strike zone. Yeah. Like, I don't know what we're he, waiting for because we couldn't see because we're in the auxiliary press box. It wasn't a box, but auxiliary press area right. in section 207. And so we didn't see anything. And then when it started back up after that delay, Joust actually hit Alonzo with a pitch. And I go, him. he's going to lose this because the guy throwing him pitches just has lost the zone or something. Yeah. But no, that wasn't the case. So the kid hopefully is all right. Yeah. The guy who flipped over, he was back up. He was, he was ready to go after that. That. Yeah. 
I, I'm glad that didn't set the tone. Yeah. You know, that, that could have gone the other way. And people bam. fighting for baseballs like yeah. it was Barry Bonds, right? Going hit, going to hit seventy three, breaking Aaron's record, all those things. Thankfully, that that wasn't the case. But story goes out, hits twenty, uh, breaks Larry Ro- Walker's record. He hit uh, nineteen yeah. in nineteen ninety seven. So that sets the new mark. Even before he was able to go out and hit some more in the hit second round, more. so now he's really set the bar pretty high and, and set the precedence for that. So. That was good. And, and you got to talk to Story a little bit yeah. after the game as well. Believe it or not, I was actually able to deliver that news to Trevor Story. This is the second time I've told a Colorado Rockies player about them having broken a record that they didn't know that they they broke. I told John Gray that he had broken uh, Randy Johnson's record for strikeouts at Coors Field. And during the the thing last night, you know, as it's wrapping up, I asked him, I go, Trev, do you, do you know that you just set the Colorado Rockies all-time record for homers? the derby and and he goes no i didn't know that was pretty cool it's pretty cool and then i let him know you you got chuck and you got walk and you know walks before his time and so he didn't have much to say about that but he goes oh i'm gonna have to i'm gonna have to text chuck and let him know <laughs> i think he probably knows but good text to send i i, I really enjoyed that it was a nice moment from trevor yeah, hit one 518 518 which was the most soto ended up topping him with, with the one at 520 yeah a little asterisk yeah. right mm-hmm. yeah those, those baseballs weren't in the humidor that yeah no nah, yeah used. asterisks uh <laughs> but but yeah he got one 518 so that was the second longest uh, Alonzo went 514, Otani 513. So you have those four different guys in the top four. And then after that, it was just Otani Soto. Or no, no, it was Soto Alonzo, Soto Alonzo. Yeah. Filling out the rest of the top 10, but 15 baseballs, 500 feet or more. Oof. That's insane. Soto, man, that his first round. That re- I know it's 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 stupid because everybody wanted the other guy to win, but it was so damned impressive because he was swinging out of his shoes and hitting monster balls, and for him to still come out and win. And his pitching coach threw the ball behind him at one point. I had a little Randy Johnson, Mister Skip. It was an interesting night for them. And did the, the, the he did, he did the shuffle? Yeah. The yeah. pitching the the guy throwing a BP did the shuffle, and Soto was like, "Not not yet. Sorry, I'll I'll bust my moves." The out. crowd starts booing the. <laughs> the pitcher, I loved it every yeah, second. Of there that. are also twenty that were four hundred and seventy-five feet or more. Okay, 20. twenty of them. And how Ooh. many do you think went four fifty or more? Thirty-five. You're right there. Forty. Forty traveled four hundred fifty feet or, or more. more. Yeah. And those are always the tanks. You know, Tatis Jr. hit one in the four sixties. I think right. uh, a few weeks ago. And those are the memorable ones. And so that for there to be 40, 40 of those that hit it out, oh my gosh. Unreal. Ball was flying. Alonzo went went to the concourse, and I don't know if anyone else did. No, a couple guys. The story got close a couple of times. Mancini got close a couple of times. But I was surprised that too. Did did Alonzo hit the scoreboard or did he hop one into the scoreboard? I heard you say that and I, I wasn't sure. I was, Everyone off the bat, it looked like they were going to go out there. It's were, amazing how yeah. it goes into the night and then it almost just dies in the air. It right. seems like it. Gravity is an amazing popping. thing. <laughs> it really is. There were a couple that I thought, oh man, that's going to get... There were one or two from, I think during the Soto and Otani round that I thought were ticketed to hit like the solar panels on the rock pile. And of course they just... You know, people always go, can someone hit to the rock pile? No, no, nobody's ever going to hit a baseball into the rock pile. We know that now. We know. And, we and sat it, too close last night. And I, I'm <laughs> sort of kicking myself. Like, we should have broke down the 98 Derby like, like it was the Zapruder, Zapruder film. <laughs> like, we should have broke it down and looked and be like, well, look, there was no humor no back humor then on, also. Right. So you go, all right, if Griffey's not able to do it. Yeah. If uh, a young A-Rod's not able to do it. Yeah. 
you know, Vinny Castilla, they weren't able to. It. Why would it matter? Yeah. Wood hasn't improved. You know, the, the bats. <laughs> the technology remains. The technology and batting gloves. I mean, come on, <laughs> right? The gloves, yeah. The, the, there's different buildings, so so you know maybe the air flows slightly yeah. different in the ballpark here in Lodo, but that than it did in '98. But ultimately, yeah. you know, we can we can kind of put that to rest. Yeah. You know, and 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 certainly would have to be something like. 550 yeah maybe more and yeah again, gotta go back and break down right. and see Think how far were there's someone's those gotta balls hit a that... ball 30 feet farther than juan soto did last night yeah yeah um, or break down those balls that that did land in the little terrarium if you will yeah in center field and say right. okay well how far was that right you gotta and add 20 30 need, more feet yeah and again as as we said on the podcast uh yesterday previewing it you Off you need hundo. the pitcher's force yeah. yeah you need you need a pitcher supplying a lot of that and and you know batting practice like this you're not going to get it but but still so impressive so exciting and so entertaining and that's what it should be yeah the home run derby everything that it should be i hope y'all were throwing down plenty of breck brews and seltzers but you know responsibly but enjoying yourself along with everybody else out there last night got to a 15 pack 15 pack pack can 15 can sample size a tap pack of seltzers or of Breck Brews. You can get them at your liquor stores down at King Supers. You can get them down here at the DNVR bar and you'll get a much larger one if you happen to be a member of the DNVR family. Highly, highly recommend. That way you don't miss out on any of the written content. Plus, you're constantly getting discounts on hats and shirts. You get access to our Discord channel where everyone gets to come and hang out and talk Anything and everything under the sun, 24-7. We'll send you a free shirt also from the DNVR locker when you get the annual right now. So make sure that you do that. And I do agree with my mother here in the comments and in the room saying that <laughs> they got to they gotta try it again with metal bats sometime. I've always thought, let some of these guys go absolutely wild. I want to see some nonsense too. Uh, so, uh, oh, by the way, I know some people made some money last night on the DraftKings Sportsbook app. I know a lot of you out there got some pretty fun, favorable odds. I also know a few people who had Alonzo going. So really fantastic stuff out there on the DraftKings Sportsbook app. Always got you covered for whatever your sports watching and or betting needs are. Absolutely fantastic partner for us here at DNVR, are the DraftKings Sportsbook app, throwing you promos constantly, which basically amount to free money to bet on whatever you want. Lots of stuff going on for the All-Star game tonight. Obviously, you know, pick winners, losers, who's going to be the MVP, all that stuff. Uh, last night, people just taking the over on number of home runs hit. Well done there. Uh, that, that seemed like a pretty solid bet for everybody out there. And then, of course, getting Alonzo because uh, those were all plus odds. So download the top-rated DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code DNVR when you sign up. You'll turn $1 into $150 in free credits when you bet on the basketball team of your choice to win their next game. If they do, you claim $154, I'm sorry, $150 in free credits. It's promo code DNVR for a limited time only. A DraftKings Sportsbook must be 21 or older, Colorado only, new customers only. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash sportsbook for details. And if you have a gambling problem, call 1-800-522-4700. Well, on DraftKings Sportsbook right now, you can bet on the amount of runs. Each league will score over and under 10.5 for each team. So we might see 20 runs in the ball game today. You can also bet on whether or not uh, one of the teams is going to score in the first inning. 
which I think will happen. I like I would, that. I would, I would take the uh, I like the that. I like the that. under I on that 20. But <laughs> and while I think the American League might have the better overall squad, I am going to pick the National League. Hey. I am going to pick the National League. My DraftKings Sportsbook pick of the week is the National League winning in the 2021 MLB All-Star Game right here at Coors. That's going to be minus 120. It's really been all about the NL right now so far. I know Otani's been the one guy, but yeah. you had the Futures game. National League blew it out. Nearly 8-0 shutout. They ended up winning 8-3. You had Soto and Alonzo, which would have been a great final. It was in the semis, but Alonzo still ended up getting the job done for the National League. So I think it's going to be a, a complete sweep, sweep for the NL. For the NL. And I do think, you know, Otani, you know, I, I, look, I, I don't know if he's got ice going through his veins or not, but... Does he give up a run in the first inning against Tatis Jr., who mm-hmm. leads off? How about that for a matchup? How about that? Otani, Max Muncy. Okay, and then also batting in the bottom of the first inning, number 28, Mr. Nolan Arenado. Yeah. So I think they go ahead uh, and get a run off of Otani in the first inning. But my DraftKings Sportsbook pick of the week is for the National League to win the 2021 MLB All-Star Game, minus 120. Lock it in. Love it. All right, Patrick, we knew yesterday – that we were going to see a whole lot of all-stars. That's what we're here for. <laughs> at least 12. We knew we'd see at least 12. Uh, at least. Uh, you know, and, and and it's been great. So let's take the people down out there onto the field, everything or, or near the field and, and sort of into the McGregor Square area and, and everything that was going on because, uh, you know, the fir- first element, you know, the big press conference, I'm sure most of you saw it on TV, got us out there, had Otani and Scherzer, the starters of the game, had... Cash and Roberts, the managers of the game, uh, had uh, Brian Kenny, uh, BK, BK at MLB, doing his thing, hosting. I thought he, did, I thought he did very well of, of getting the mics around and, and having everybody ask questions and doing the thing. So the pomp and the circumstance and all the people shouting for Shohei Otani, just a superstar among superstars right now. That was a fun, wild scene. And and Dave Roberts explained that yes, Herman Marquez was a consideration. And, you know, talked with Bud Black about it a little bit. But ultimately, you know, this was a, a decision that had some, you know, historical significance with, with Scherzer. Uh, this is now his third game, I think, that he's now started for, for the All-Star. That's right. Uh, once in the AL when he was with the Tigers, mm-hmm. now twice in the NL. You know, the Nationals lar- largely have had their 2019 World Series you know, forgotten about yeah. in a sense, right? And I think that was a way to kind of acknowledge that a guy that's that's ticketed for the Hall of Fame in Max Scherzer. Um, yeah, he gave up a grand slam to a pitcher, but dude still <laughs> has did. a two point six six ERA yeah. after those four runs. Yeah. So you know, he's he's having a, a normal Mad Max type year, uh, and that's a that's a good way. It's not a, just a feel good story. It's no, there's there's significance. It's not one of those things where in five, ten years people are gonna be going back and looking like, why didn't this why didn't Herman Marquez start that game? Because they're not they might not even put two and two together that it it was in Colorado and it was it, again, it would have been a great great story, but the historical significance of Scherzer starting, I think, outweighed, you know, everything. And again, Dave Dave Martinez didn't even get to manage in the All Star game last right. year because there was none. So right. I think that was a good way of um of, of honoring the nationals in the 2019 world series champs. Yeah, no, I mean, I, I definitely understand the logic. I wholeheartedly disagree with it. I, I understanding all of that and appreciating it. Like you said, this is the third time he's gotten to start an all-star game. It's not, 
a super special honor. It's not going to make the difference between him getting into the Hall of Fame or not. It's not going to make, you know, he's he was very happy to be there and he did very, very well. But it didn't mean, it doesn't mean nearly, nearly, nearly as much to Max Scherzer and to even to Nationals fans right now as it would have meant to Armand Marquez and to Rockies. And you're right. I, I totally agree with your assessment that like four years from now, no one's going to be like, oh man, why didn't Armand start that game? They'll forget about it, which is part of my issue, which is part of the problem is that you only have a handful of these opportunities in history. Getting the all-star game in your town, it only comes around every 20, 30 years, whatever. Getting then to have the, even the, the opportunity to have your guy start the game in your hometown. That's very, 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 very rare. So while I agree there's a strong argument the other way, I didn't particularly like that Dave Roberts called it a no-brainer. Like, mm, maybe give it a little more brain then. I, it's just a phrase I actually don't like when people, especially when someone makes a decision you don't agree with. And they go, that was a no-brainer. You go, well, 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 wait a minute, because we, we've all got brains too. <laughs> it's also interesting too that Scherzer was was a late addition. He yeah, wasn't the on he the original. He wasn't even an original all-star. Which is kind of strange. He hasn't strange. been pitching well lately. Yeah. Herman Marquez has been the best pitcher in baseball over his last five starts, you know, and I get it's not a five start thing and I get it, but I, I thought he kind of played off like, oh, that would have been a nice gesture. It's like, no, it would have been an extraordinary honor for Armand Marquez, who's earned it, not just with his play this year, but who's been probably the most underrated starting pitcher in baseball for three or four years running, certainly in the National League. I don't. I don't watch as much American League. I, I'll have to admit that. But and in his hometown and a place that's at, so yeah. I, again, I I feel like a better answer from Dave Roberts might have made me feel a little bit better about it. okay. And and you, I felt like you just made the argument a lot better <laughs> than he did. And 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 I agree with all that. But again, I just it feels like such a missed. You're like really, Max Scherzer again, and he's done it before. And like you said, and he just got into the game, and it. It, it would have cost you, no, and I, I do appreciate them honoring the 2019 Nationals because I feel I feel crappy about that. I, yeah. I, 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 I do, and I, I wish there were other ways. Could have got Dave Martinez down, whatever it is. But I'm not I, broken up by it. How about this? But how about on. how about this angle on it or, or this take? Is that now there's another carrot in front of Herman Marquez? Sure. So instead of it being this whole thing of like you know you, you think about that with with maybe certain players where oh man rookie of the year. MVP, all this stuff happens like maybe too early, sure. too much at once, and you know you could potentially lose sight. Maybe not, but now it's like okay, stepping stones. And, and in, in fact, that could have been something. And and I don't know if, if Buddy would ever say that, or you never know. Right. Like no, honestly, I I didn't want him to have that yet. Yeah. Could have. I could have said Doc, you my guy. It's got to be my guy because of this, yeah. that, and the other. And he says, no, look, I want him to have a Hall of Fame career, not just have this great feel-good moment for everyone in the stadium and in the state of Colorado and the city of Denver. I want him to go out and be a Hall of Famer and be something more and maybe even be an ace on the hill in October for this organization. And maybe the only way that that happens is if he doesn't start the game. And now next year, he's got maybe not a chip on his shoulder, but he can call Just it a chip. Just an extra thing to try to he get He can to call it yeah. a chip to say, you know what? I need to now go out and be that much better if I'm going to be a starter next year. Sure. And so, again, you never know what's going on behind the scenes with with stuff like that, but uh, that could be one one interesting take. And 
It, I will say the press conference being inside of McGregor Square was pretty neat with the buildings all around. Yeah, that was cool. There were actually some people, I don't know if it was the hotel part or if it was the residential part, like sitting out on the balcony, yeah. just going, looking out. Um, that was kind of a cool vibe. And then all of a sudden, you know, uh, after the photos are taken of, of the starters and the managers, we're let out and into this little alleyway. Yeah. And every National League All-Star was there for you to just talk to. Hanging out. Yeah. Pretty amazing. A pretty cool setup. And it was very close to being a cluster F, but not quite. Like, the just... It was just right. Just right. We had just enough space to move around. And, yeah, you could walk up and talk to anybody. You could you could roam around. Guys were just hanging out. Uh, you know, I could double-check my height. I was doing a lot of that. I, took that. I can't believe I'm taller than Max Scherzer. That's the weirdest thing in the world, because I think he's five times bigger than me. Uh, he's a husky boy. Aaron Judge, on the other hand... <laughs> gigantic he walked Good in Lord. just in like a minute or two late and so like i just kind of walked behind him just a little bit to feel what it's like to be in his shadow literally yeah uh not just figuratively and he almost he almost borders on gigantism yeah where you're like it might be painful to be inside your body like that's how gigantic so big he is and yeah. like you said with it being this cluster big crowd around garrett cole sure big crowd around aaron judge yep yeah but then, because they were there for See, I some think, of these relief pitchers minutes, that are just hanging out, yeah. Oh yeah, I talked to poor Gregory Soto of the Tigers, <laughs> as I almost just felt bad, and then Alex Reyes of the Cardinals. I'm like, just hanging out. All right, what do I know about him, and yeah, what yeah. what kind? Like, let me just actually have a conversation with him, right. And see what comes of it. And I knew he was born in, in New Jersey uh, before moving to Dominican Republic, There's so that kicked our conversation. And and then lo and behold, I go. So what's it like with Nolan Arenado being on your team? <laughs> yeah. And so that kind of opened yeah. the door for all that. But after those big crowds that were there for some of the players, they moved away. And then, okay, Garrett, talk about your time in, in Pittsburgh when you pitched in at Coors Field and what was your approach? Gave me some great answers. We'll right. get that written up and, and put out on the dnvr.com. Make sure you're subscribed to that today. Right. Uh, Aaron Judge, again, what have you heard about Coors Field? This is his first time here. Right. You know, and so got some of, some of his takes. Same thing right. with... Justin Turner and Max Muncie and what they do to prepare and the effects of what it's like for those guys, the right. course field hangover. It happens for other teams too. And, and we know that that's it, but I got some good details on what the impact what it, is about yeah. that and what they do to try to work on that and how it's, it only happens at course field. They do things to prepare for course field yeah. that they do not do anywhere else. So that was really cool to have just a couple minutes with each of those guys and Kevin Gossman, a, a kid from Colorado, talking about that. He was he was great. He's a good quote. Yeah, he's, he's a good, good. guy. Bo Bichette was, was killing it for everybody yesterday. He was fantastic talking about his memories of of Denver when he was a little kid. They were kind of sparse, but his memories of going to different. Uh, all-star games with his dad and, and different games being at Coors Field and all that stuff and you know how he thinks because it's it's kind of weird for him because like he doesn't have any direct connection to the Rockies right other than he has a very direct connection to the Rockies because it, yeah it's like this thing is Colorado like, people are asking him it's like I don't why are you implicating I, me I play on a with different this team thing. don't don't put this on but he yes was there's a picture very... in my house of my dad wearing a CR <laughs> yeah other than that stop asking um, me but he does have a connection with Brendan Rodgers yeah and I did talk to him briefly about that because those guys grew up uh, yeah. with one another and he's really happy to see B-Rod's success. Yeah. Who, who are some of the other guys? I know you, had, you, you talked with Buddy uh, a bunch and I think Story Yeah, Marquez I got with too. all the Rockies guys. I got with Buddy, Story, and Marquez. They were fantastic. Uh, you know, Marquez was really, I think, eating it up. Um, 
bigger than it was you know it was kind of interesting for story i thought he was in a great place but it was kind of you could he's like he's there to be in the home run derby he's doing all the thing i, I know I, I was there right at the beginning of his and one of the first things that happened was a tv guy asked him about what he's most excited about for today and tomorrow and he said like participating today and tomorrow and then he sort of corrected himself and remembered and then reminded all of us that trevor story isn't in the all-star game and so I think that was kind of a moment that he just took in stride and kind of went, you know, anytime you can be a part of any of these things, it's an honor. It's fun. I love baseball. I love being here. He did say after the home run derby last night, he's not going to be at the ballpark today. He's not going to be down here at the game. And he's, he needs to rest. He does. He needs to get away from it for a minute. He was exhausted last night. You could see it in his face. And and I think he knew he was going to be exhausted at the start of the day. And he, he kind of just, he was he was great. Trevor's always good with the media, but he's preserving his energy. Bud Black was normal. You, you get, you, we all love Bud Black. You get what you get out of Bud Black, and he is phenomenal. Marquez had a special energy about him, though. Mm-hmm. Having been around Marquez a lot, I mean, since his debut, I, I, I watched this kid grow up, you know, and he's been more nervous and quiet at times. He's been less confident with his English at times, and he was doing 50 50. He had a, a translator there as well. But he was just so outgoing and forward and happy. Very bright. Very bright and shaking people's hands. And, uh, you know, there were plenty of reporters there who also spoke Spanish. So, you know, he he could do half. He could turn and talk to this person totally in Spanish and then turn and look at me and go, oh, hey, what's going on? Chicken hand. Congratulations. I asked him a bit about Otani because, as we know, you know, Marquez likes to swing it a little bit. Uh, hit two doubles in his one hit complete game shutout at Coors Field and so and I'm I'm asking him about the preparation and he just goes I, I, I just remember he just puts his his hands on his hat on his Rockies hat and he goes oh my god that was when I just how does you know because you prepare you you go out there to hit you take your hitting very seriously what do you make of this guy who's hit 30 home runs and also pitches oh my god that's the right answer to that. It's unbelievable. It just... One thing we did forget to mention was during Story's timeout, Herman Marquez, of course, oh, yeah. went over to him, and Nolan came out. Yeah. And that was one of my favorite moments. Yeah. That I, I really felt very warm in the heart. Yeah. You know, uh, I just thought that was Crowd really special. Yeah. And, you know, I, I think sometimes, you know, Nolan can be a little calculated. I, I think some of... You know his interest in maybe moving on um, as easily as as he you know wanted to or was okay with moving on and whatnot uh, was was a calculated thing of look I I'm trying to build this legacy here as maybe being the greatest world you know, greatest third baseman of all time and that might include winning a World Series and I don't necessarily have the patience that Todd Helton you know had so you know what I gotta so there there's a lot of a lot right. more calculation I think going on than, than we think right and so if you had asked me b- before the Derby would he come out. I might have leaned towards no. Yeah. Would you Would you have felt the same way, or would you have thought no? Aaron is going to be there for his guy. There, there was a part of me that would have thought, and again, I think you're leaning on. We know about his personality a little bit that he yeah. actually doesn't necessarily like. He does, he doesn't hate attention or anything, but he doesn't necessarily want to draw attention to himself when it's yes. not his thing. 
right? And he doesn't want to, and I don't think he would have wanted to steal the moment or feel like add any weird energy. I think it definitely helps that he had just come to town and gotten such a warm reception Big from the time. fans. I think he felt safe and comfortable. Like they're not going to hate me if I go out there and do this. And boy, did they not. They loved every second. Of, one of the biggest pops of the night. Can we just use the, we can use the, the, the wrestling terminology here. That was a huge pop for Trevor Story's timeout. <laughs> <laughs> it was. It was great. I would. I, I mean, I love to have seen the second time too. Just Marquez came out, but yeah. But still, uh, that which also that did so make great. me wonder if again. It was slightly calculated. Back and again, to not, not in a bad way. We all no, calculate of things. Course. Well, yes. I was the one who threw that word out there, so that's why I wanted to clarify yeah. that because I said calculated. But in the, in the way that you just, yeah. you're cognizant, right? Like you're just kind of aware and he's he's aware of those things. Like yeah. you said, I don't want to bring the extra attention, but at the same time, he asked me a question, I'm going to answer it. Yeah. So that was exciting. Then we got to go down on the field before the Derby. That was a madhouse. That was amazing. That was the, fun. The, 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 it was psychotic first of all <laughs> you can't fit 700 media people into 100 square feet of space that said uh what i so we were expecting to get our opportunities to meet aaron judge and boba shed and all max scherzer and shohei otani and all this stuff right but i i didn't think at all about the random ball players and families who are just going to be around with some vip tickets going to be hanging out on the and uh, i happen to have posted up uh, ride around for a while. Uh, these couple of kids who were just all star. They were the biggest all stars so far of the week. They knew every single person. I, they even knew Andrew Kittridge, who yeah. most of you are saying, I've never heard of this guy. He's an all star for the Tampa Bay Rays. Look it up. They knew everyone. They knew everyone. As I'm bumping up, uh, pumping up what, what happened here, though, I do, I do need to remember to help our friends over at Chevalier Mortgage. So get some great insurance. Get some great rates. Get some information from our friends over at Chevalier. You don't want to be going through any of those processes on your own. It can be quite stressful, but Mike and Virginia can make it way, way less stressful trying to buy a house and trying to figure out what this market is like right now. Uh, they're phenomenal Colorado sports fans, so you know they can take care of you and, and talk to you about all of that stuff too. They've got your perspective a little bit out there. It helps. And they've got a great perk for DNVR listeners. If you visit them at dnvrmortgage.com, enter to win a free DNVR shirt or hat of your choice, but most importantly, you'll get set up with a free consultation to discuss all your options. Again, that's at dnvrmortgage.com. You can also call Virginia directly at 303-257-6578 or Mike at 970-412-2472. Michael Chevalier, NMLS number 1931006 and Virginia Chevalier, NMLS number 1910631. And of course, you all know about our friends at Hassle Cattle Company. They've Yum. got the best beef in the world now, I believe officially enjoy uh, in, endorsed by John Boy, <laughs> because they came in, they had the the wagyu beef. They were raving about the reviews there. It's absolutely delicious stuff. I'm a huge fan of the ground beef and the ground chuck, especially because you can usually get banger promos on those things, and you can just stock up your freezer. So much different stuff you can make with ground up beef and chuck. But you get the beef bacon. That stuff could change your life. The hamburgers have won awards. The steaks are delicious. They really do give you the best beef in the world because they're not pumping it full of all those antibiotics and hormones and all that nonsense garbage that ends up in your body that poisons the animal, makes their life miserable, poisons the environment, 
all terrible stuff. And you can avoid that entire process just by going to Hassle Cattle Company. That's H-A-S-S-E-L-L, cattlecompany.com, using promo code DNVR10 to get 10% off. If you order over 200 bucks, you'll get free shipping. And no matter what you get, you're going to get better tasting, probably cheaper, and much better for everyone. Morally feel good beef. <laughs> That's what I call it. Moral feel Yummy. good beef. Yeah, we we knew that we were going to see a bunch of beefy boys yeah. down at the ballpark. Uh, they're they're all stars. We we were talking about this how you know you expect to see these players, and um, even if you wanted to just you know see them one at a time, you know where they're going to be. You want to see Aaron Judge? Go buy a ticket to a, a Yankees game. You, yeah. you know you're going to see him. Yeah, uh, and especially if you have some kind of credential, you you can get up close and personal. But it was kind of the people we didn't expect to see right. that got the biggest pop out of us. Right, we were, we were down there before the the derby. Totally, because we're just hanging out, and so like you were saying, you know these these kids just know everybody, and they're they're calling <laughs> everybody over. And everyone's coming over. So at first I was like, man, these kids have got an extraordinary success rate. Like they're batting like 675, you know. And just, then they're saying, hey, Aaron, can you uh, can you get Garrett Cole to yeah, come over? Like, so when they would get one guy like, excellent, thanks. Now right. go get someone else. They were amazing. Like they had, they had an agenda. They were ready. But and then after a while, I realized, OK, they had a little bit of a slight advantage. They happened to be here with someone who knows some of these guys, a couple of former ball players. I look back and I'm and I'm looking at one of them for a while. And, we were, and I was trying to figure out, I was like, I know. I know this guy. I was like, and then is that Mike? Is that Michael Bourne? You had that one pegged. I, I couldn't figure out who that was. I'm like, I know his face. Yeah. And it just, and I think I heard someone call him like MB or something. And there, there and then it just clicked. And I looked at because I used to get Michael Bourne for the Rockies all the time. I talk about, we were always talking about great defensive center fielders and how they've never had like that dude. And for a bit there for Atlanta, Michael Bourne was that dude. Uh, and, and I always wanted him. So I used to get him in old video games for the Rockies, but, uh, you know, so we're standing there. So then all of a sudden, Michael Bourne's there. And then you know, Dallas Braden just walks by, hanging out, talking to people. Uh, you hopped in on him, with him for just a little bit. And he gave you a straight promo shoot on our guy, Justin Witt. Like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> just just a little gift for, for Justin there. Uh, they've, they've got some history going back. So that was kind of fun. Got to talk with Domingo Ayala, if, if you know who that is. If you know, you're, you you're know. a good baseball fan. If you know, you know. That was uh, fantastic. Hunter Pence decided he wanted to interview I say, me. You got interviewed by Hunter Pence. Did MLB Network play that? Somebody, I, I can't imagine. <laughs> Hunter Pence even said, "Are we recording this?" He, he literally. Someone did. is. Yeah. That was just he kind of. I think he was just testing something out he before was he was to go mic. live. Yeah. And I decided to almost like bust his chops, and I was like, "Well, I'm I." I have a real job, you know. I'm a writer, you know, because Hunter he's just hanging out, saying hi to people. He was saying hi to Bourne and, and Chris Young, who was there, Rajai Davis, a couple other people, Raul Banez, and yeah. So I gave him some crap, but then I flipped it around and I said, "Hey, do you know a good coffee shop? Uh, or if I go down to Houston, where I can go?" Yeah. Knowing full well that he um, owned owned a place yeah. called Coral Sword, and so he ran off a bunch. I said, "Yeah, but I, I want to play board games when I drink my coffee." <laughs> He's like, and he did another he, double take. And then he got it. He yeah. goes, wow, all right, you really do know. I'm like, well, Coral Sword's the best. It's board games and coffee. It's the two things he loves the most. And you just threw it. Right yeah. there in Houston. So I got oh. to give him my uh, in, my contact info so he can send me a T-shirt or something. I'm sure they have some good merch down that, there. That was absolutely fantastic. I was I was, I was glad fun. you were there and, and ready to. I would have been far more earnest, and it wouldn't have been nearly as, as good. I, it must have been Domingo. I think some of I his vibe right. came off. and You still we, had Domingo Ayala. We talked to him. We had a tag team interview there. We're going to have to put that at the end of a podcast one day. He yeah. talked about what kind of sticky substances he would use, <laughs> what he'd be able to do in the derby, the tips he gave to certain players. 
It was it was exquisite. He he stayed in gimmick. Absolutely. Even more so than the Miz. Yeah. Right, right. Um Rajai Davis in that suit. You mentioned him, but I didn't want to not mention the suit. <laughs> I also took a picture of uh Fernando Tatis Jr.'s shoes. Uh, you know, just guys were coming up, going up. But yeah, I mean, those kids, I'm telling you, because I was just standing there. So it was like Max Scherzer walked up and signed a ball and I'm standing right next to him. Picture. I'll send a bunch of these out on, on social media. I sent the Fernando Tatis one. I don't know if you saw that Manny Randawa and I got the exact mirror image photo and we're both in each other's pictures. Yeah. It's like the Spider-Man meme of everyone kind of almost pointing at each yeah. other, uh, but at different angles. And yeah, it was, it was fantastic. Um, who What's else wandered name? by? Did we miss anyone in there? Because there were a bunch. We're just like, oh man, that's so and so. I totally blanked on his name. I think it's Rob Friedman, um, pitching oh, ninja. Pitching ninja. Pitching was ninja there. there. He just tweeted something out showing the overlay of Dave Joust, the the guy who's throwing, <laughs> the guy who's throwing to Pete Alonso. And I was like, that's brilliant to show the overlay because he piped him all in. I did see right the over the middle round. of the plate. Did yeah. you know that he he threw? Um, the Derby to five different guys in 99 at the Fenway Park Derby. No kidding. And wasn't, wasn't sore at all. After Part of me did wonder guys. when we were, we were being harsh on Mike Redmond in the first round. He's going so slow. What's going on? He did waited you, for the ball to land, but yeah. no one else was doing that. He was that. following the rules and no he one was. else was. And it almost cost story it in did. the first round, but, but he got by. So, so, but it's, pitching Ninja was there in shorts. And so I said, hi. And I'm like, I, I said, I, I saw someone wearing shorts. I was like, what what kind of jabroni? And I did call him a jabroni. I said, what kind of jabroni? And I saw his you. I was like, oh, that's perfect. Yeah. And that was his first all-star game. He wasn't even there in Cleveland. Oh, really? Kind of didn't really start blowing up, kind of similar to John Boy. And and so for those guys God, to I go there, he he's not like media, he's right? He's always been around. He's yeah. not a journalist in that way. I so you know not. what? Show up with sneakers. <laughs> show up with, with athletic <laughs> shorts on and have a ball. So it's... It was like Comic Con. So anyone who was there, right. you looked around and you saw people. You recognized folks. Right. And it was... Uh, it was fantastic, and we still got another day of it. Yeah, still, still a full, full another day. I, yeah, that, but that was really the one part of the day I wasn't expecting to just be like, oh, now we're talking to Dallas Braden. Oh, now we're hanging out with Hunter Pence. Oh, check it out, Rajai Davis is just telling this story to three people, and I'm one of them because I just happened to be standing here. Like those are the cool things because you expect that when, like you said, when you go into interview. Trevor Story or Charlie Blackman or Nolan Arnott on you, you expect that when a dude just wanders up and it's very casual and very friendly. And like, right. Hey, man, what do you think of the shoes? Like, Roger Davis, shoes are incredible. He was, he was the best dressed. That's my, that's my award for best dressed at the all-star game. I don't know if he ended up on TV anywhere. I don't know what he was doing. If he was doing media for somebody, but find what Rajai Davis was wearing. He was best dressed. At the home run, it's derby. worth it. Yeah. Worth it. Uh, special consideration for for Spilly with his little tuxedo and his bow tie. You look good. I he will say it made me hotter. It made me sweat more. Oh, that it, yeah. Now now looking back on that, yeah, yeah I, it did feel warm. All right, let's do a little bit of looking forward to this evening. Predicting, do we have stuff on the DraftKings Sportsbook app yet, or just? Oh, well, you already did. Obviously, you did the for yeah, the we, game. We got. We do have a couple MVPs. Things. We'll see what happens. Uh, no, no, no MVPs because okay. that really can be a, a crapshoot. Yeah, it really you know, it can. could be somebody late in the game that just has a big pop. You know, guys only get one at bat. They pitch one it's inning. It's so random who wins the MVP of an All Star game. And Marquez is going to go uh, third, so uh, he, he's going to pitch third after Burns. Right. Uh, Dave Roberts did talk a little bit yesterday. Didn't get picked up too much uh, nationally, but uh, Scherzer 
probably going to go two innings. Then Corbin Burns, probably going to go two innings. He said it was either going to be Burns or Zach Wheeler. Who, he, just, he left it up to him and said, whoever wants to go two innings can go two innings. Corbin Burns, who another guy that I got to speak to, a, a trifecta mm-hmm. of Brewers pitchers, Brandon Woodruff, Freddie Peralta, Corbin Burns. Yeah. All pitched down in Colorado Springs for the Sky Sox on yeah. the come up. So yeah. kind of got into them with this the pitching ethos that the Rockies have about, you know, their minor leagues, you know, uh, ballparks being a challenge mentally for mm-hmm. so many of their pitchers. Well, those three guys for the Brewers all came up through that pitching yep. for the Sky Sox. So uh Burns will will go second and then Marquez will get an inning. And, uh, and just the one. And just the one. I, 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 had to, I said, well, buddy, what if it's a quick inning? And I meant quick like eight pitches. Right. Not quick like 11. Right. That's like that's actually almost an average right. inning, right? I was thinking like eight and before I even finished. I was going to say. If he has a quick inning. No, 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 no. You maybe got two, three words into that second two sentence. Half, yeah. <laughs> so if Marquez has a really quick inning, if it, no. Stop. Just stop. I know I where like, you're going, Patrick. No. And if I have a say about it, which I don't, I was like, mm, I think you do. I think you could probably actually, tap your but, guy on the on the arm and say, yeah. "Hey, get him out of there." But so it you know, depending like on what happens, conversation has been had. You know, <laughs> you know what what happens for Marquez to win the MVP again? Maybe you know there there's a lot of runs that are scored early on, and then Marquez kind of settles things a little right. bit. Beginning, so basically he gets in line for the win. Yeah, he'd right. Have to, he gets yeah. the win. Has a has a quick inning. Two strikeouts, maybe even strikes out three. Yeah. AL hitters there. He's again, if you're gonna be in the game, you have a chance to win an MVP. No Rockies players has ever won the MVP yeah. in, uh, in the game. It's All-Star gonna be tough. It's gonna be tough for a guy who's probably gonna pitch the fourth or fifth. But yep. you never know. You never know. Okay, what do we expect now out of Otani? While he didn't do the full disappointment. Like we said, you know, gave gave us a show. You, you gotta. He did give us some show. Hey, uh, but starting, leading off, I feel like this. This is one of those classic baseball things. It goes one of two ways. He strikes out the side and hits a home run, or he's given up two or three runs, struggling to get out of the first inning, and goes up there and strikes out, and then we don't see him again. And this whole week that had kind of been built around Shohei Otani ends up being very much about everybody else. Falls a little flat. Yeah, right? I I do worry, and again, this is this is classic it's, Patrick take. Go one way, and then if it the opposite happens. You still win, right? Right. So, because you know, I, I think maybe the moment got a little bit big. Also, too, you know, the the derby is just this different beast. You know, where you're yeah. hitting without the turtle around you, right? You don't have the, you don't have that batting shell, right? And it's it's this different thing. Joey Gallo, they were, they were saying uh, it was broken down during the game. I, I think by Eduardo Perez that he was trying to lift the ball too much. His swing already has the lift, so he was he was he just he didn't go up there and swing. That was his first derby. Right. Alonzo was the only guy that had been in a derby before. Right. And so you know, next time Gallo goes out, put your money on him early because he's gonna he's gonna have that thing figured out. He did too much to change it, and so maybe that was the case for Otani, or maybe it was, you know, just everything being a little bit overwhelming. He does have this boyish look on his face, and. 
you know, uh, I, I think he does understand a, a little bit of English, you know, I, like, like yeah. any, anyone going to another country, you're, you're going to pick up stuff. Some, yeah. You know what I mean? Of course. Um, so he just had this look every time, you know, someone would compare him to another player or like, yeah. oh my gosh, oh. you're heaping this praise on me. And Damn. again, rightfully so. It makes sense. But to him, it he's like, I just, lot. I'm a baseball player. All day. I'm a 27 year old baseball player that just gets an opportunity to go out and do it. I'm doing my best. So are my teammates. Yeah. And they're also doing some great things too. Right. It just maybe isn't translating. So for you to just be praising me it's just when I'm all, kind of doing yeah. the same thing they're doing. Right. You know, just get a little bit a little bit more luck, if you will. Again, yeah. It's not necessarily luck, it's skill. But to him, it's like, oh my gosh, what? Yeah. Like, this is crazy. I mean you compare it, me to Babe Ruth. I've never even seen him play. Right. He, he his day started <laughs> I with love him that getting quote. compared to, to Babe Ruth. And yeah, him saying he'd never seen him play. That's how his day started, right? And then when that press conference wrapped up, even like Max Scherzer went over and just sat at his chair and got the normal people. Like we we're talking about in the alleyway. Like Otani had to go and stand on the end in his own special section because there would have been too much media. Nobody would have been able to move. So as soon as he was done with one press conference for all the TV cameras, then he went to the smaller press conference for all the newspapers and all the other stuff and he's talking to people one-on-one -on -one, and then this huge group of people follows him everywhere he's going everywhere and then he comes yes. out to try to it's just it's just wild you know so uh yeah so, so i do worry because of that that he could go out give up a run in the first inning right, okay that's fine it's course feel again you could go back and look and go wow that was one of the better pitched innings he struck out two guys sure. He gave up a run, maybe gave up two runs, but a lot of like, other yeah. people gave up two runs and right. everything. Didn't strike out anyone. Everyone put the ball in play on them. So that could be the case. Uh, man, you know, does does Scherzer give him one to hit? Right. Like, what would you rather see him go out, maybe strike out the side or hit a home run? I want to see him hit a home run. Nah, I do too. Yeah. That's kind of a <laughs> Come no on, Max. Put one over I had to ask him. the question, but it's like, over, yeah, of course. Put him over, Max. Give him a Jake Peavy special, man. Right down the pike, just, man. Just let do him it. have it. Uh, and Will's got Tatis Jr. with the leadoff home run. I like that too. I, I like that as a possibility of, of get, if, wow. if Otani's trying to settle in, a little bit of the nerves. It took him a while to settle into the home run derby. He maybe see it. throws that 99-mile-an-hour fastball right down the pipe, and Tatis Jr. is not going to wait around. <laughs> you know, I, I absolutely could could see that happening. Yeah. Um, it's I think it's going to be fun. And, again, there's going to be a lot of changes, guys getting in right. into the game. I'm just now remembering that they're wearing oh, blue and white jerseys. I've seen Maybe a surprising number of people walking around in those shirts, and I'm like, you know what? Good for you. They, <laughs> I, they don't look necessarily bad. <laughs> I was laughing off screen. <laughs> no, it's <laughs> no, no. They are no, they they are. I here. I guess here. Here's what I want to say. They do look slightly it's better this in person. Thing like you see people wearing it, and you're like. Oh, that's a jersey. Like, that's a thing that exists. Before it existed, it didn't exist. And then when it was birthed, we go, no. Why Why would you have put this out there into the ether? Why? And that's the thing I'm still trying to figure out. So I guess I'm just accepting it more. Yeah. So maybe during the pregames they'll wear it, and then they'll change because of the backlash. Hope. Only because, again, you're trying to grow the game. And there's going to be people in Colorado go, whoa, wait. This game isn't here. Like, my aunt reached out to me who she knows I'm a baseball guy, but she's like, oh, are, are you at the game and, and all this stuff? Right, I'm so right. happy for you to, to have been there. So she's like now paying attention right. because it's right in the backyard. So think about how many Coloradans are going to maybe turn the game on. Are they going to know who the Rockies guy is? No, that's going to be confusing. That could be a little frustrating. That's not necessarily going to grow the game. you know. Or if they say, oh, I'm originally from Pittsburgh. I have some family from Pittsburgh. They might say, oh, who are the Pirates guys? 
Right. There's two in the starting lineup. Yeah, right. And you go, oh, man, that could be a moment to go, oh, good for the Pirates, and that rejuvenates something. But right. now everyone's the same except for the cap. You know, they they should even have something where – Maybe you get a star in your cap for each All-Star game. So you know, oh, this is a first-time guy. Oh, that'd be cool. Oh, this is yeah. a legendary yeah. guy. Yeah. You know, Arenado, oh, he's got a lot of stars on his cap. Oh, I really want to try to memorize this name tomorrow yeah. when I'm at the water cooler like and all those things, like right? That. So, you know, it it seems silly, but you you want them to be wearing, you know, the, the jersey that you typically see. It allows uh, allows fans to identify the players. It's the advantage that you know, baseball has more so than a sport like football because they got the helmets on. Yeah. You know, you, yeah. you don't recognize them quite the same. Yeah, I, that's a really, really good idea. Man, they got to contact you. It's just a much better designer than they are, clearly. Mark, I see your comment here in the chat. We will catch you up on all the draft stuff and some more in-depth Rockies things in the next couple of days for sure. Uh, obviously, we've had a lot going on with All-Star stuff. That said, the Jaden Hill pick looks to be phenomenal. So we're, we'll get into all of that for sure in the next couple of days, but appreciate you asking and, and jump. We did see it. You know, yeah, we're, we're paying attention. If you're in our Discord channel, go in right now for DNVR members only. Talk about a DNVR exclusive. This isn't even published on the DNVR.com. I it's, like I was like, it's, almost, it's almost 400 words. I, I literally AJ almost just there. DM'd AJ. It was like, you, can you just copy and paste everything you just put yeah. in the Discord into an article? Because he, he did it very well there. So if you're a member of the DNVR.com, you can go to our Discord chat, the lounge, find it there. Go into the Rockies chat. You can read all of AJ Hayfley's much more in-depth thoughts than what I, either of us have been able to put together so far because we've been covering the All-Star festivities. We'll have our thoughts, obviously, in, in, in the next couple of days. But so far, it looks like the Rockies are doing pretty well at the draft. So Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're, they're doing all right. And again, it, it helps that instead of having just six picks and, and five rounds, you get 20. So again, you can be more creative. Yeah, Maybe you can catch some lightning in a bottle. And again, by no means what a player is today, as you don't know what they're going to be in, in four or five years. Right. Know, Scott Oberg. You know, great, great example of that, and, and you can get various value. So that's exciting. Do want to give a, a big thanks to Noah Spirik, uh, one of our, our stat yeah. guys that goes behind the scenes. He did a lot of uh, research on the Home Run Derby uh, for the bracket system, right, to figure out all these different complexities. You know, what's been the breakdown? We, yeah. we, had, we had said, and, and I know I'd been hammering, hey, the two seed has won it three out of the last, you know, four times that they've done this bracket system, the lone time being Giancarlo Stanton, who won it out of the fifth spot. Well, you, you the, got Pete Alonso right there at. Amazing. Was he the fifth? He was the fifth seed. Yeah. Right. Yeah, because because uh, Perez just had a little bit more, so yeah. he was four. Because I'm like, well, Alonso should have been higher ranked, but it wasn't. But, yeah. He was in he was in the fifth spot right. there. So, um, yeah, Noah did did that digging up and all the minutia of things and how many total home runs, what spot, what division are they in, all that stuff. So, uh, thank you to Noah out there. Yeah, absolutely, and and all of you keep hitting us up. You know, hit us up in the Discord. Find us on social media. We saw a lot of you at the game. Ran into some people, Ryan, Mitch, and Gav. Dan, a bunch of people out there that I ran into yesterday, uh, some of them right at the ballpark, uh, some just outside over in the McGregor Square area. If you're around, hit us up on social media, tag us if you're taking pictures, show us all the cool stuff you're seeing out there because there's so much stuff to see. We're trying to take in all of it, uh, but we, we've only got the, you know two pairs of eyes between the two of us. So. That's it. Yeah, help us see it. Show us what you're seeing. Exactly, because uh, it's just been a phenomenal community event so far. And you know, there are things that... My mother's in the room. She's done event planning and, and organizing and, and run downtown 
events, big events, and they're never perfect. There's always some element of it that's a cluster. There's always a line that should be a little shorter or, or better signage that could be up somewhere. There's always those kinds of things. So far, they've run this incredibly, incredibly well, considering that they yeah. only had a few months to get it done. The jersey I, thing is literally it. It's, they screwed up the jersey. There were even like the lines to get food and get into the bathroom last night weren't even terrible. The crowd control at Coors Field in a packed place was fantastic. Like you said, the community, the energy, no negativity, no people fighting each other over balls or booing anybody other than the Houston Astros mascot orbit because that's the only Astro there was That to was boo. another great moment. Literally zero Astros there. And Orbit sold. He's like, you know, hands on his hips. Like, what's up, huh? Yeah, bring it at me. He, None man, of the other mascots got mascot. any reaction. We yeah. cheered for Dinger. We pretended. Uh, Dinger, Dinger had, yeah. Yeah, Orbit but, gets a pass. I mean, I'm giving Orbit a pass. If you want to boo him, that's fine. But I'm, I'm, I kind of want to give him a pass because he was the lone Astro to show I him. almost wanted to cheer for him because, yeah, totally. <laughs> like, you you came. Like, boo Carlos Correa and Jose Altuve all day. But Orbit didn't bang on any trash games as far as we know. But it was funny. I, I do get the fans being like, well, you're the only Astro here, so boo! <laughs> yeah. Phenomenal. It's very good. Like, we're going to make it. No, no. So, all right. Thank you all for listening into this episode. We promise we will be back with you tomorrow to wrap all this stuff up and then throughout the week to get back into our more normal Colorado Rockies coverage, breaking down the draft, taking a look at ahead, you know, to the trade deadline, all those things coming up, where they can be in the second half. Uh, they're going to get Austin Gomber back, all those kinds of things. So, going to be a lot of fun here on the podcast as usual make sure that you're on the youtube so that you can join us for these live chats so that you always know when we're going live you can ask ask questions in the chat with us appreciate that on the youtube do subscribe to the dnvr.com for all the stuff that i said earlier do get us on the social media at drew creaseman at patrick d lyons at dnvr underscore rockies follow tech boy at kel sorbo helping us out again coming in early on these days we appreciate you all it takes a whole team to make it work and we it takes all of you listening to make it work otherwise we'd just be speaking into the void so thank you all for being some of the absolute best baseball fans in the world out there we'll continue to be absolutely tech boy patrick lyons and drew creaseman in here and until next time we will see you at the ballpark thanks for the